Today on the Politicast, Super Tuesday, the upcoming primaries, voting records, and fact-checking Ted Cruz during the last GOP debate. You don't want to miss this, so stay tuned. Welcome into the Politicast. I'm your host, Matt Young. The Politicast is the political talk show that takes a look at American politics through the lens of common sense and tries to explain everything in a way that that makes sense and doesn't use any hard rhetoric or confusing terms. Today, to start off the show, we're looking at Super Tuesday. Now, the first thing I want to mention is, I don't know about you, but I... Multiple times this week were, were less than a week after Super Tuesday. And, and I have seen multiple times. Cruz is the undisputed winner. Cruz did this. Cruz did that. Cruz did so well on Super Tuesday. He won three states. If that's doing great, then Cruz did fantastically. Now, I cannot find any of those headlines or those articles online anymore, but a lot of the live coverage... Uh, of that night were constantly talking about how well Cruz was doing or how well he was expected to do and really those were not correct facts they weren't even facts at all they just weren't true now that out of the way we can actually talk about the real results of what actually happened on Super Tuesday so to start with we're going what we're so we're actually going to talk about the the top three leading positions so starting with number three, we have Senator Marco Rubio from Florida. And um, I guess you could say he was the, the loser of the night. He, he did the worst of the, of the top three. He won Minnesota with 36.5% of the vote. Now, that's, there's no shame in getting 36.5% of the vote. That is a decent win. It's not bad. But it's still only one state, so eh, he kind of did okay. Um, moving on up, we have Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, who won three states. He won his home state of Texas with 43.8% of the vote, which is, which is a very nice lead, double digits lead over Donald Trump, 26.7% in Texas. So Cruz did very well in Texas. I'm not surprised. Then you have Alaska, uh, where Cruz won with 36.4%. Trump was not far behind, though, maybe 1%, 2% in there. So so it wasn't it wasn't a very large margin that he won by, but he still won, so that's that's good for him. Yay, Cruz. And then you have Oklahoma, where Cruz won with 34.4% of the vote. So he for so the last two states he kind of stayed right in that that 30, 35 to, to 36% range right in there. Okay, so now that we've got the two uh, second the, the two the two second and third place uh losers out of the way or well not to say losers but the the second and third places out of the way we can talk about who i'm dying to talk about not because i favor him um but because there's just so much to discuss donald trump won seven out of 11 states that brings his total up to 10 states out of 15 primaries now two-thirds is a pretty darn good record if you ask me so obviously Trump is doing something right. Whether you love or hate him, people people love him and 
I don't know where I was going with that, but whether whether you love or hate him, Trump is doing some good stuff, uh, or at least in 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 the voters' minds, he's talking about some important issues. We're gonna go through all of these states in alphabetical order. Well, maybe not alphabetical order. I didn't. I, I thought I listed them. Oh well, we're gonna go through them in the order that I've listed them in my notes. We'll put it that way. Um, so starting with Alabama, Alabama happens to be my home state. And I know that we have 50 delegates in Alabama. He won 36 out of 50. That is over half. That's a really good lead. Uh, He had 43.4% of the vote. In second place was Cruz with 21%. So double digits over Cruz. I'm sure Trump was very happy about that win. And something else that I've noticed is going through this data is is Cruz beat Trump one time. uh, And he was double digits over that has happened only once for him. That's happened multiple times for Trump versus Cruz. Um, so there's that. Take that as you will. Um, next on the list is Arkansas. Trump won with 32.8%. And then he won Georgia, 38.8%. And then you get to an interesting one. You get to Massachusetts, which is a really interesting one to think about. Um, because when, you, when you're going through the data, uh, you usually see Trump in the number one position. You see... Uh, Cruz in the second position and Rubio in the third. Cruz and Rubio are, were actually nowhere to be found in the top three in Massachusetts. Well, at least in the top two, they weren't. Um, you actually had Kasich coming in at number second uh, with 18%. Now, 49% to 18% is not a comfortable margin for Kasich at all. But at least he can say, I came in second in Massachusetts. So there's that. Then you get to Tennessee, where Trump won 38.9%, uh, with uh, Cruz coming in at second place with 24.7%. So again, double-digit lead, uh, which is which is very impressive, especially at this point in the campaign. Uh, then you have Vermont, Trump won 32.7%. Virginia, Trump won 34.7%. So whether you love Trump or you absolutely hate his guts, it's very likely that that he will win the Republican nomination by popular vote unless it goes to a brokered convention and they they do an underhanded uh, deal to him. But um, but but we'll develop more on that as it comes. Today is March fifth, and there's a primary in Kansas, Kentucky, and Louisiana. So, uh, so let's take a look at who is currently winning and who is currently losing in those polls, the most recent polls as of this morning when I was finalizing my notes. Uh, so we'll start with Kansas. Third place is Marco Rubio with 17%. Second place is Ted Cruz with 29% and Trump with 35% leading. So both Trump and Cruz are vying for that first place uh, position and winning in Kansas for the GOP. So really, honestly, at this point, I would say it's anybody's game as to who will win in Kansas today. Because uh, they're both pretty high up there and doing very well. Kentucky, um, Carson is actually third place. Uh, Cruz is actually nowhere to be found in the top three in uh, Kentucky. Rubio is at 22% uh, in second place. And, of course, leading Donald Trump 35%. So uh, it's, it's a pretty clear... Um, guess as to who will win in Kentucky with such a with such a um, large lead that Trump has, and Louisiana, 
Uh, Rubio, again, coming in in third place, 13.7%. Cruz, 27.3%. And Trump with a comfortable lead of 43.3%. So again, it's a pretty clear guess as to who can win and who probably will win Louisiana for the GOP. So that is bringing you up to speed on what happened on Super Tuesday with the GOP candidates and what is happening today in those three states, like I said, as Kansas, Kentucky, and Louisiana having their primaries and or caucuses today. So let's move on to uh, the next topic that I mentioned. It's something that, again, is something that that is very important to to think about as we consider our president. Uh, and again, I'm continuing the theme of talking about the top three that are that are leading in the polls for the most part. Uh, so I, I could say something about Trump, but Trump has not been a politician, so he cannot. Uh, I can't say anything about his voting record. But we're going to talk about voting records right now. So one of the things you keep hearing thrown around is. Uh, is the voting records of the candidates in the past. And um, in, in particularly, we've got uh, Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio's voting records, and they're, they're both pretty alarming. Uh, Cruz has missed 36% of the vote while he has been a, a senator. During his tenure as a senator, 36% absentee. That's, that's alarming, to me at least. Um, but even more so concerning is Rubio. He's got 41% of the vote missed. 41%. That's 9% away. Only 9% away from being half of the votes. Now, that's really concerning that, that he, he talks about how dedicated to his position he is, but he's missed 41% of the votes. He has the worst voting record of the Senate currently. Donald Trump brought that up on uh, in the debate, and he was correct in that. And and that's something that we should think about. He talks about how dedicated he is, but he's missed this many votes. Can we really actually trust that he is dedicated in the way that he says he is? Rubio was asked in an Iowa town hall, so this is a month or so back, uh, getting ready for the Iowa caucus. He said, because while as a senator, I can help shape the agenda, only a president can set the agenda. We're not going to fix America with senators and congressmen. So then let me ask you, what are we going to fix America with? Senators and congressmen are our the bulk of the way our governmental system works. That's how the, the people of America get involved in the government. They elect officials. Officials represent their constituents. So how are, how are we going to fix it if that's not the fix? Now, I'm not saying that, that, that he's wrong and that that is, in fact, the fix, but, but it's still a good point to think about, well, how does it work then if you're not going to work it that way? You know what I mean? And you've run on a ticket of, I can fix this. I can do this. I can do this. Well, yeah, because you're running for the senator. You're wanting to be a senator. But it's, it's, it's mind-boggling and it's actually laughable, the things that he says and how they don't actually add up with his point of view. And actually, uh, something else to bring up, a day or two later in another interview, he went on to say, whatever the administration says might be very interesting, but they're not the lawmaker. The president's job is to either sign that law, veto it, or let it go into law without doing anything about it. So he's just contradicting what he said. In the first quote, he said, it's the president's job to set the agenda. But now he's saying, well, the president's actually not supposed to have anything to do with that. He's just supposed to 
to say, I agree with this law, I disagree with the law, or just let it go. So per that quote, that means that Rubio, as a senator, or, or any of the other congressmen, it is their job to actually set the tone, to set the agenda for what is going to occur during that period of American politics. It is their job, and he is actually correct. When, when he says the president's job is to either sign that law, veto it, or let it go into law without doing anything about it. He is correct in that regard. His first quote was incorrect, but, but what he really needs to do is pick a position and stick with it. Please, just stick with what you say. Why is this so hard for you to understand, Mr. Rubio? It's really, it's really, again, it's mind-boggling and it's laughable. Um, so there is that. And, and I think that's something that it's, we, we should definitely, as Americans, as the voters in this election, we need to consider how dedicated are these people really to the jobs that we are putting them in place to do. Finally, we're going to talk about something that transpired in the GOP debate on Thursday night. It's a quote in which Cruz touted that Donald Trump has donated a bunch of money to the Hillary Clinton campaign. Let's take a listen to, uh, to exactly what he said, and then we'll, we'll come back and talk about it. Donald Trump has written checks to Hillary Clinton not once, not twice, not three times, ten times, and four of those checks were not to her Senate campaign. It wasn't that she was the New York senator and it was a cost of doing business. It was to her presidential campaign. So not once, not twice, not three times, but ten times, Ted Cruz said. And four of those checks were not for her Senate campaign. He went on to say it was for her 2008 bid for the presidency. Now, CNN fact-checked this statement. And I don't usually subscribe to mainstream media or many news sources, if at all. But I think what CNN found is actually really interesting and important to note. That's not quite right, according to the Federal Election Commission and Center for Responsive Politics. As the CNN post reads, Trump donated one $600 check to Clinton's presidential campaign in 2007. But Trump also contributed to 2008 GOP nominee Senator John McCain's campaign and gave him more to boot so what we see is cruz's statement is actually incorrect he did not donate four checks during hillary's campaign only one a single check in 2007 it's not quite right indeed the businessman his family and his companies donated more than ten thousand dollars to clinton dating back to her days as a new york senator in 2002 it is also true that Trump has donated a lot of money to broad array of politicians. His FEC profile is a statement to his pro prolific efforts funding candidates, Democrats, and Republicans alike. Amid all the filings, however, we couldn't find any records of Trump's contributions to Clinton in 2008. So it's very interesting. We keep hearing how Cruz is wonderful, Cruz is perfect, this and that. But it really just goes to show you that none of the candidates, Republican or Democrats, are above a little bit of propaganda and, and even flat-out dishonesty to try and better their game. And that's something we definitely need to look out for as voters in this election. Albert Einstein once said that insanity is, quote, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, end quote. 
We've elected politicians for years on the premise that so-and-so is the perfect candidate for the job. He's perfect. She'll be perfect for president. Well, that's not true. We have been doing the same thing over and over again, and it's insane. And the only way to stop the insanity is to choose someone halfway decent and quit listening to biased one-sided coverage and examine the facts ourselves. Ourselves being the actual American people who vote in these elections. Because our voice needs to be heard. We have to look at really what really goes on. And I hope that that is what you've gathered in today's podcast. I'm Matt Young. Thanks for listening. And have a great day.